The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. And now it is time for our Ask the Expert. And joining us this week to answer all of your gardening questions is Paul Smith, horticulturalist and podcaster. I'm so happy to have you in, um, Paul, because... I have questions. Okay, <laughs> I'm well. gonna I'm gonna start with my own questions, and then I will come. And then I'll come to the listener questions. I have a hydrangea, right? Okay. And rudimentary googling tells me that it loves water. It's got hydra written in it, which is Latin for water. So just keep watering it. It gets more hydration than I do. Right. I am okay. very attentive. Why are its leaves turning brown? They were pink. It sounds like you've kind of overdone it a little bit, I'd say. Uh, they like water, it. but is it in a pot? Is it in the ground? It's Where in a pot. It? Yeah, it's probably actually sitting in too much water. So you've probably been too kind. They do love water. They do love our climate because it rains here a lot of the time. But I'd say you've actually just overwatered it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah just, someone did tell me that I should only have plants that thrive on neglect. Yes. And this is not one of those. So I've, no, I've no, killed I'll it with Make kindness. sure there's a hole in the bottom of the pot and yeah, dig a couple more holes into the pot if not. There is a hole in the pot and it does okay. run out. But look, maybe... Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to ignore it for a while. Okay. <laughs> um, also, is there an eco-friendly way to get rid of weeds in concrete? I just want them gone and never grow back. Uh, you'll not have anything that will do it once and for all. There are eco-friendly things. So you get organic weed killers, which are effectively vinegar. You can put salt down. None of those are particularly good. But the best thing to do is just keep pulling them out and out. There's no like one magic solution, I'm afraid. There's not an easy, easy thing to right. <laughs> solve your problems. There's no... you're, not, you're not giving me what I want to <laughs> you hear, don't hear here, today, Paul. No. <laughs> Okay, so listener questions. How do you trim overgrown conifers without leaving ugly brown undergrowth visible? Tree pressing against my four foot wall in the front garden. Cam... Cyparis Chami Cyparis Lawsonia yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks Jeremy <laughs> Um, so that sounds like one of these big conifers. Uh, people often hear about conifers, you know, the Leilandi trees that everyone planted in the 70s and 80s and they went huge. The problem with them, they're great, they grow fast, they're evergreen, they're green all year round, they're great, but they never, when you cut them back, won't regrow. So if you cut back into the brown wood, they just won't regrow. So you just have to be on top of them, chop them regularly, don't cut them back too hard. If you cut them back too hard into a brown patch underneath, they just won't grow back. So just be very, very careful when you're there. Don't get too kind of, uh, you know, keen with the second or the pruners because if you go too far in they just won't regrow so just do it regularly and often and be a little bit cautious as you're doing Only it. cutting the green part not the brown part Yes absolutely definitely um, If you have questions text them in 53106 someone else has Louise says I have a big long green privet hedge and there are now bare and yellow patches in it there looks to be some kind of dark green mould on the trunk or stems and in the soil at the bottom there are some white bits maybe a mould what is this and how do I treat it? Privet is susceptible to a few things. Um, I'm full of bad news today. So <laughs> it's not good, Louise. Yeah, it's one Brace of yourself. <laughs> so it could be a thing called honey fungus, which privet are particularly susceptible to. And if it is the case, you will have to actually just replace the hedge with something that's able to cope with it. Beech are far better at coping with it than privet. Uh, the thing you can do in the meantime, maybe take away what's there, take away any of the really damaged material, uh, give it a good feed, chicken pellet um, manure that you buy in buckets in the garden centre is good for that and maybe a little bit of water but it sounds as though it could be a bigger problem so I'm afraid it's not again not an easy quick solution for that just, one you just it's ruined <laughs> Louise's weekend, <laughs> weekend we're here to bring joy uh, sorry about that Louise um, and what product will I use to kill horsetail 
Horsetail is a really difficult thing to get rid of. It's a plant that... Uh, here we go again. Here we go again. Well, it's actually fascinating, though. It's a plant that was used... I think the Romans even used it as a pot scrub because it contains silica. And oh, as yeah. a result of containing silica, it's just really difficult to kill with anything, chemicals or non-chemicals. So it's one of these really tough plants. It's been around since the dinosaurs. You know, it's been around for... So don't kill it. Just dig it up and use it as a pot cleaner. Yeah, dig it up, use it as a pot cleaner. It's meant to help thicken your hair if your hair is thinning. It has lots of actually really great qualities as a plant. The thing with it is you're not going to get rid of it with any product there is nothing that will actually kill it outright I what I do with it in the garden is I fight fire with fire so I plant plants that actually are tough so big shrubs that are able to cope with it things like hostas that have really dense crowns things like daylilies that are just really tough and able to fight it out and I weaken the horse tail because it's just something I've tried to get rid of myself and you just can't okay yep. well uh, I want some good news okay so, <laughs> next um, one <laughs> someone says I want lots of fragrance when I sit in my garden what should I plant fantastic this is a good news story <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of lots of plants for fragrance and one thing when you're doing that don't just plant one plant because you hear it's fragrant plant five or six plants for fragrance and that way you'll get it like throughout the year it'll be like walking through get... airport duty free yes yeah yeah it's one of those boom and there are a couple of plants like that jasmine and lilies are the two that really catch you and they're really really great the jasmine uh, that grows now just winter flowering and summer flowering jasmine get the summer flowering jasmine the winter flowering one doesn't actually have much of a scent winter flowering um, box so sarcococca confusa which is the sweet winter box it flowers Christmas time put it by the front door in a pot you walk past Christmas day and you'll get this most beautiful filled uh, air of scent uh, all of the lilies are really fantastic for really heady scents all of those plants uh, climbers honeysuckle is another fantastic climber for scent and now is the time of year to be planting them now is the time of year to get them and put okay them yeah. off you go you know what you have to do this weekend another question I have some trees in the garden cherry trees and they dropped tiny little plums they are would they not be Cherries, oh, anyway, cherries. they yeah. are edible, yeah, so. but they leave stuff <laughs> everywhere. Is there a net or anything that you can lay on the grass and keep lifting to get rid of these to make it easy? Because the birds eat them and leave stones and people walk on them. Uh, it's probably as well to just rake that off regularly rather than you can put the net down, but you'd have to be taking the net up every other day as well. So it's one of those things. It happens for a week or two in the year and then it's not a problem at all. So for the effort of putting a net around the size of a cherry tree, I in my book, like I'm a bit of a lazy gardener and I just see this effort. So what I would do is just rake it off a couple of times while the cherries are there and then just don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a bit annoying with the stones and the birds eating it, but they're not causing any harm. They're not doing any problems to anything. So I would just rake them you're not harvesting and eat them, no? You can eat them yeah yeah but the birds get to them first the problem is cherry trees when they do ripen the birds love them they're re- one of the things they just go mad right for it for you it. never get a chance to actually get them off the tree okay like yeah. sharing is caring birds yep. um, <laughs> how small can a pond be what is the easiest way to make a pond to attract wildlife so ponds can be weirdly as small as basically a cup of tea kind of, not a cup of tea that's probably a bit too small but like a bucket <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like you can make a pond in a bucket effectively if you want to choosing the right plants to put into it is probably the key there but ponds don't have to be huge people make ponds out of old baths old you know tin galvanised baths old dustbins anything like that can actually work as a pond so I would say whatever you have if you have a small area yeah it would work as a pond and it will attract wildlife you know at the very least you'll have birds and things feeding out of it and drinking from it uh, but putting in a couple of oxygenators you'll allow kind of ecosystem of it to build up and just try a few smaller pond plants in it not things like lilies which are really deep rooted and you know big plants but a couple of small water iris could work quite well in a bucket or a pot um, I have cut so Tom is saying I've cut down my Leylandi yeah Leylandi tree Leylandi yeah. hedge can I plant potted Griselinia Griselinia, Griselinia yeah. <laughs> in between the remaining stumps 
you can, yeah. So that goes back, I was earlier on talking about the conifers. When you chop them back to the brown, they won't grow back. Lelandi is one of those classic examples. If you chop it back too hard, it won't grow back. What you have there is stumps. They will never, ever regrow. They're dead. They're never coming back. And if you have gaps in between, perfect opportunity to plant in Grisolinia plants, which is, again, just another great evergreen hedge, much easier than Lelandi and much easier to control. All I would say is make sure that you feed it and feed it and feed it. Those trees are huge. They've been there for probably years and years. They've depleted the soil of all the goodness out of it so if you can buy in a couple of bags of organic compost or organic soil enricher farmyard manure anything like that and again my friend the chicken pellets a bucket or two of that as you're planting them and the plants will just thrive they'll really love it Um, I have a lilac in a pot I got it as a cutting it has finally bloomed when is best to plant it out? Anytime uh, we are at the moment I was the only one when I saw the news last night that we're going through another mini heat wave I'm the only person in the country that went Ugh. No you me too kid Okay yeah. Well, yeah, I <laughs> It's a lot <laughs> I just I'm not a huge fan of the heat and particularly in our game we have to spend our time watering so you know it's no fun uh, Some people love it but the heat is really getting to us The heat at the moment and all this dryness I would not plant anything because all you're going to do is make work for yourself There's enough things to be doing this time of the year without having to go out cart and buckets of water to this plant Well evidently I did too much of it and I've killed my hydrogen. You've done the other side, yeah. So you need to ease <laughs> off of it. So there, there the is a balance. Sort it, yeah, 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 yeah. There is the heat will sort that one for sure. So I would say make sure you just wait until autumn time. There's no need to put it out now. You can wait until the autumn. It gets a bit damper. A plant in a pot, plastic pot, is designed to be planted at any time of the year. If the conditions are right, you can plant a pot in a, or plant a plant in a pot at any time at all. So just wait till the soil gets a bit moisture in the autumn. Okay. And our final question: What tall indoor plant will withstand a sunny spot in my south-facing, bright and sunny living room? Would love a Kentish palm, but have read that they need a shady spot do I get a yucca? Uh, yeah so the Kentish palm was goes back to my doom and gloom of earlier it would be fried uh, in a really sunny hot spot our houses nowadays we're all building them really energy efficiently which is fantastic not so much for plants plants like the Kentish palm come from jungle conditions they love lots of humidity so yeah a yucca is a desert plant it would do far better in there aloe vera and those things too but you want a tall plant and a tall deserty plant yucca is certainly the one you need Paul thank you so much that is Paul Smith horticulturist and podcaster The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.